0: Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center.
1: U.S. News and World Report has recognized UCSF Medical Center as the best hospital in California for neurology and neurosurgery, cancer, orthopedics, kidney care, diabetes and endocrinology, lung and respiratory care, UCSF Health. Redefining possible.
2: Hello and welcome to the two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio, and we're broadcasting on the NBC Sports Soccer Facebook Live page. So get on there, get involved, ask some questions, whatever you like. I'm Robbie Musto, and my mate Robbie Earl, and we will talk about who's looking better in Manchester. We'll look at the games from today as well, and ahead to Sunderland, Middlesbrough, and West Ham versus Bournemouth tomorrow. But let's start mm. with the last game. The big game, the champions versus potential champions in Arsenal and no goals, nil-nil. Shall we start where we kind of left off?
1: Well, okay, I'll start punching you. You can start (laughs) kicking me because I thought it was a penalty kick. I thought Musa 's pace got him past Bellerin, and there was contact between the two in the box. I think if it's anywhere else on the, on a football pitch, the referee gives a foul, but for some reason because it's in the eighteen yard box he doesn't do that. I know you have a difference mm. of opinion where you yep. think Musa has maybe run across the line of the defender and almost instigated the contact yeah i mean that's that's how
2: I feel about it. I think um I think both players have every right to, to sprint towards the ball. I think Musa um, was slightly ahead but reached his legs and his body across to initiate the the contact. Mm. But listen, we've had it out um, on air a while ago. Uh, Off oh, air. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I just, of course, I'm interested. After mm. the show, we're interested in what people think. And this is a chance to, to, to let you know what people think. And I've got to say, on my Twitter feed, there was a, a very mixed uh, response, response, really. Yeah. There's a few that obviously uh, I've got... Um, Stephen rendon that tweets me to say how is that not a penalty musa is in front of bellerin Mm. so it doesn't matter if he puts himself in the line of the ball chris murphy says sorry brother you are wrong clear penalty against bellerin that being said love your analysis of the games uh there's ones that support what i thought and one and charlie Foxtrop basically tweeted me to say totally agree with robbie musto clattenburg was right to not give a penalty there etc uh, etc cetera, et
1: cetera. so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those yeah. that's going to divide opinion it depends what you think I just think from an attacking point of view and we, it was interesting because in the first two games of the, uh, of the season now Rob we've had Van Arnold at Sunderland was out of position makes a rash challenge because he panicked in the situation we saw Alberto Mourinho out of position Makes a silly challenge on the inside the box, gives a penalty away. I, who was I think it, who this was is
2: different? This is different, Rob.
1: Antonio M- Mikel, for, for Mikel yeah. Antonio for West for uh, West Ham did it. Sim- We've seen a situation where I just think players get caught. I think as Bellerin sees Musa going into the box, I think he, he panics. I think he goes behind him, and I think these the are coming together of, of, of the legs. Yeah, but he's not panicking. He's not making a he's desperate wrong challenge. Yeah, he's the side of the player.
2: I, I, I purposely watched his. Motion from behind, mm. the angle from behind. Yeah. He ran in a straight line without throwing his leg out to challenge for the ball, and got entangled as Musa came across. But,
1: but then that's if he catches the guy in the guy's ahead. He's saying, "I tell you what really interested me and why I was as strong was because Lee Dixon, who's playing." A billion games at right back. His first thought was a penalty because of the reasons that once he's across him and in that situation, you've almost got to be careful as a fullback to not make the contact. He
2: didn't. He just ran alongside him. What's he got to do? Just put the brakes on and just a let little him bit. Go through?
1: Uh, I think you've got to put the brakes on him and be a, a, a little bit late. But it wasn't apparently penalty kick. In yeah. the end, it, both teams had to be happy with the point. Is it one of those days where both would have won three, but a point gives them a chance to start a season? Mm. I think so. I think a, a, a loss for either one would have been a mm.
2: disaster, particularly Arsenal. I mean, there's no way they can lose the first two games and feel good about the rest of their season. I just think, in general, I thought Leicester were short of what they usually yeah, are. that
1: sharpness, I think. Again, yeah, you know, that I think a... particularly
2: Mares and Vardy, mm, that mm. they relied on so much last
1: year. we going attacking... Could have been Arsenal players if things were different. Yeah, and, and Arsenal...
2: I think when the guys come on at the end, or comes yeah. on, Giroud comes yeah. on, Kosciani was excellent in the game. Yeah, they're getting in. closer to where they're at, but they're both a little bit short. And I think that's probably the reason Le- that they didn't
1: get the winner. Let me just throw two players at you. I just want your opinion on uh, Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Where are they in terms of this club being able to compete for the top four? Would those two be in any of the other 11s of the Manchester clubs or Chelsea?
2: It's a great question. It's a great question. And I want to say no. I think particularly Theo Walcott. I mean, how long do we wait for brilliant Theo to come? Because mm. there is a little bit—twenty-seven of... Bri- years
1: of age now, Robbie' yeah. He's starting to hit well, the prime. There is 10 a little the bit of
2: club. dynamic, mm. unstoppable Theo, but yeah. it's getting less and less and less. And and this club wants to be champions, and yet they're still trusting players that haven't shown to me anyway that they're good enough to be champions.
1: And we've got to talk a little bit about transfer market. Arsene Wenger's come out and said if the right players are available, he will spend money. Do you expect a couple of faces in before before business is done? Yeah, I think um, I think a defender. I think this Mustafi
2: sounds like it's mm. getting closer, um, but it's late. You know what, what's their impact going to be? There's going to be international breaks soon. Um, they've got to integrate into the club to training. You, you, you know, maybe see the the best part of them into October. Mm. You just because you're not planning early, he doesn't plan early. It's a scramble, it takes him a while. and yeah, it's going to take those players a while to make the team better.
1: Okay, so both both of those two had to be happy with the point. Uh, let, let's move the attention to, to Burnley. Uh, Liverpool played at, Bur- at Burnley today. With, I think we all both thought a way win after the, the start that Liverpool had had at, at, at Arsenal. Um wasn't to be, Rob. You watched this game and it didn't quite flow as we'd think.
2: Yeah, it's one of those 10 o'clock, so there's lots of stuff going on. But I, I had a good look at this game and... Um... I mean, Burnley, they're a little bit different. They've got a different back four. They've got Sam Vokes, who's a lot fitter than he was two years ago, and Andre Gray. Mm. And those two players got great goals. And then you sit back and defend, and they did a very good job of that. Full marks to Sean Dyche, full marks to Burnley Football Club, and those two strikers. But the problems at Liverpool, I, I, I just think are a little bit bigger than what Jurgen Klopp is saying Um and they were very poor i thought
1: well let's listen to what he did say after the game because i think that's important because he's usually honest isn't he, jürgen Klopp, when he comes out when they play yeah. poor he usually says it let's let's listen to what he said after after the defeat today
2: it's not easy it will never be easy against these teams but you can you can trust your skills and he will score goals and so we were close enough but at the end you saw a little bit it was about decision making shooting in the moment when we could have crossed crossing in the moment when he could have passed we always try to to solve the problem now, sometimes it works in football, not too often. And obviously, today was not a day for this. I, I thought he's dancing around it there a little bit, Rob. Mm. You know, about crossing and shooting. and it, Decision yeah, it making wasn't and great in and around the box. Mm. But there is a glaring problem of defensive stability and yeah. security mm. that, that has to be addressed. What's that? Five goals? Five goals in two games in now. two games. Yeah different players at the back. We all know they've brought some good attacking midfield mm. players in and it looks good at times going forward. But mm. there's got to be team balance, Rob. I mean, yeah. you, this this is a, a problem now that he has to admit to. He didn't mm. really admit to Mourinho not having a
1: great game. Mm. And he changed him. But yeah, he puts Milner back in the team. And I just look at that back four, Rob, and... There isn't many what I call natural defenders. People whose instinct first is to defend, put their body on the line and make sure the opposition don't score. It looks to me like they've got players who want to show they're good players. Moreno wants to break forward. Klein can, can join in at times, but I don't think he worked hard enough on his defensive positions. Lovren, I'm still not 100% sure. Maybe he needs to find the right partnership. You know, I, what I saw of the game today, and it was only getting glimpses, but Burnley looked better drilled defensively than Liverpool did, which can't be right. Yeah, I, I just think there was sloppiness. Nathaniel Klein mm-hmm. is a very good
2: defender. Got good speed. Mm-hmm. If he keeps the game very simple, he's yeah. okay. He gave away for the first, gave away the ball for the first goal. And Daniel Sturridge, Robbie, yeah, like, <laughs> do you want to have a little talk about Daniel? I, Sturridge? I'd, like,
1: I'd like your thirty-second assessment <laughs> of, de, of the great Daniel Sturridge, who we're waiting for things to kick off. I can do that in five seconds. Oh,
2: very average performance. Doesn't look particularly happy. Needs
1: to do better. 15, actually, seconds. What's was. your little 10 um, seconds? What I saw, I mean, how long do you wait? We both said uh, recently that you've got to give Daniel Sturridge this season before you start to make some kind of decision on whether he stays at the football club. Now, I think you're saying off what you saw today, there wasn't enough in terms of a guy who's been out of, out of the team, who's a big player for this football club, who can win games for them, but maybe the desire didn't seem quite there. A little thing, right? This is a little thing.
2: Mm. Firmino played up front as a centre-forward. So Daniel Sturridge played on the right-hand side to replace Sadio Mane. That little detail says to me, Mm. Firmino is his his number one guy, his number one striker. And the way that Sadio Mane has started, he will be his number one guy on the right-hand side. So I don't know whether Sturridge is seeing the right on the wall. You know what? I'm not
1: going to be in his his first Mm. eleven. Always with Daniel Stewart. You get the sense he's one of those players who likes to be loved. isn't getting much love from Jurgen Klopp. isn't getting much love from Robbie Musto mm, either. And sorry, mate. Last season's top two had to be satisfied with a point in the continuing Jose and continuing Arsenal era. United had got two wins from two games at the start of the Jose era. And what about Pep? His first trip to the Bet365 Stadium. We'll talk Manchester, City and United after the break. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show. We'll be back in a mo.
2: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. And we are going to go to Manchester. We're going to just rewind a little bit to yesterday. Manchester United beat Southampton 2-0. And it all is going swimmingly well for Jose Mourinho's men. Very impressive, very strong. Maybe not too fluid and
1: silky and sexy, but they're getting the job done, Rob. Yeah, and that's the way Mourinho's going to do footballing. A couple of things I liked about the way that they've won games is they've not, like you say, won a four or five nil and coasted. Where maybe the players thought, you know, we've got this. I still think that it's one of those where they've won, but they go back on the training ground, they do the work, they improve. All eyes on Paul Pogba, world record signing for Manchester United, came into the game, and I think we both felt Robbie got better as the game went on. And I know there was a lot of talk about his fitness, but his influence seemed to grow. He, his confidence, his touch was coming back. He's only had ten days training since he, he since the Euros, but um, I thought the signs were encouraging for for a young lad. He's got great power. He can shift through the gears and take like a defensive situation into attacking one. I, I thought there was good glimpses of w- of what United fans are going to see.
2: Yeah, I-, I think so. I mean, it was a huge fee, world record fee, but I think they've got a, a strong, athletic, skillful player for mm. many years. I think the combination of Marin Fellaini is mm. question mark. <sighs> Question mark. I think at the moment Fellaini's doing a defensive job that Mourinho is loving, by the way. Mm. Mourinho's talking about him a lot after the game about how how good a player he is and he's going to get the fans back on his side. I just think in other games, they're
1: going to want a little bit more from that other guy, not just a defensive part. a bit more craft. Yeah, I think so. Does the league need... It's interesting because I was thinking about this last night and I was thinking, okay, Fellaini, is a powerhouse. He can drop in into the back three, especially when teams are crossing balls. He's good in the defensive box. Does the game have to have that creativity from there? Now is is it not more of a power running surge game? You know, does more wasn't Encante doing that at Leicester? Isn't that kind of where modern football's going? I think it is for somebody like Jose Mourinho with yeah. his style, yeah. his philosophy. He's yeah. not
2: he's not, not a silky, expansive no. type of. No. You know, Ilkay Gundogan mm. is going to go in for City. He's going to be that playmaker yeah. and Xavi and Iniesta. Mm-hmm. He's the other side of that equation. Uh,
1: but then that, that's good management, getting players who fit your your, your mould. I mean, I think if it's, if it's a question mark of other managers, they buy buy players and you think, mm, he doesn't really look their type. But do Man United fans want that type of um, guy in there? I almost think, Rob, well, we're in a situation where Manchester United fans are, will accept winning a different way at the moment. And maybe they're even saying that we can't do, you know, the Sir Alex Ferguson days are gone. So Jose Mourinho is going to change Manchester well, United? Jose Mourinho has got the personality to change Manchester United, and that's an important thing. It's a really important thing that I think he brings to the football club, that he is big enough and has a personality. If he feels it's necessary to change things... It was interesting, Rob, that one of the big things that came out of his press conference before the game was he talked about there needs to be a connection with the fans, and he wants the noise, and this guy influences the football club in different ways. I mean, Manchester United have never been quiet when the football's been good. They've been quiet when they're not happy with what they've seen on the football pitch. There
2: was quiet periods in this game. And I think there will be quiet periods when they don't get their attacking game going. But there's so there's so many good attacking players that can change a game in the' mm, instant. It's, got, yeah, it's <laughs> maybe not long before the goals start to come. He, he will change those fans. Those mm. fans will totally back Mourinho... If they're winning,
1: yeah, winning exactly, winning. Of course, it is. And That's what it's winning. all about. Yeah, and and they're winning because of people like Zlatan, Correct. Who he bought, who's bought in three goals in two games. How has he, he been by the oh, way? Oh, he's just got. it carries a mystique about him, Rob. There's something about the guy. I thought it was really interesting that you know all the cameras were, were focused on Pogba they came down the tunnel and they came on the pitch and Zlatan kind of. Came behind him, last one out as normal. He's got his swagger, his big chest is out. And then when the game kicks off, he comes up with a couple of big moments. You know, the, the header was outstanding. The way he just athletically stood up front, got across him, power in the header. He's going to enlo- love the stage that Manchester United offer him.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I thought it was very impressive. Um, Marcus Rashford is is a question that we've mm. got from, from Facebook Live. And his development yeah. um, is not getting minutes... I, I got to say, it's a it's a great shame. They're winning. Mm He's brought in a lot of uh, big time players. Are you worried about? Rashford's development now under Mourinho?
1: Not as much as maybe others. I think he'll play in the Europa League. I think he'll play certain cup games. I think he'll get his games in the league. He'll come on off the bench. We got a tweet from Matt, uh, Matt Van Swarthart who, who said, Similar, I know he was scoring, scoring goals, but what, Rashford worked hard and deserves his time too. And also said Mkhitaryan on the bench he's scratching his head on that one. I think people want to see him out there. Mm. But I think the young players will, will come... One who we talked about, Rob, very briefly was Anthony Martial. And I was a little bit concerned that he doesn't quite look as bright and as breezy as he did last season. Is he one of those who might fall foul of, of, of Mourinho in a wide position? He's not quite getting involved as, as maybe he would like. I think he'd be under pressure for
2: Marcus Rashford. Rashford can play wide left. Mm. I think Martial, I think Mourinho should stick with him for, for quite a few games because he's capable of scoring goals where maybe Zlatan doesn't or Rooney doesn't or Pogba doesn't. I think he does offer pace that there isn't there in that front line and that's what you can criticise a little bit if you're looking for a weak spot in their forward play. Mm. Ibrahimovic and Rooney aren't fast but Martial is. I guess and Rashford is as well. So I know what you're saying. Martial mm. has been a little bit quiet. Rooney going to want him to run back and defend that, that most attacking players don't want to do but he's going to have to do it to stay in the team.
1: Got a good Friday feeling from Manchester United. First Friday game in, in, the, in the Barclays Premier League. This season, what about Manchester City? Went to the Bet365 Stadium, got a 4-1 win off the back of a 5-0 win in the Champions League. Is this the pep effect? Is it starting to all bed down? I
2: thought it was very interesting. Very interesting game. I mean, it's total football with them. This Mm. is a the normal windy day at Stoke City. (laughs) They try and play out from the back. It doesn't always go correctly, but they've got talented players. And the 2-0... When he went to 2-1, I thought it was an important phase because Stoke were putting them under pressure. Mm. And I'm thinking, yeah, Pep Guardiola, this is what it's like at certain times. It is going to be backs against the wall. It is going to be physical. It is going to be fast. You can't always do your, your very cool-looking full-backs into midfield mm. and Fernandinho mm. dropping off and everybody. I mean, it's gorgeous when it all works out, but there will be periods in a game and maybe a little stretch in a season where that's not going to work, mm.
1: Yeah, and and that's when we'll we'll see what this team are really about when when the backs against the wall when the opposition really challenging possession. That's not going to happen that much. Quick final word on, on Joe Hart. Mm. Do you see him leaving the football club? People talking about Everton possibly being a place for him to go. He's got he's got a decision to make, and Pep Guardiola said it himself:
2: if he stays, we will improve him. Mm. And by that, I guess he means that that he will try and get to a situation where he's challenging for the for the number one shirt. The other decision is to say, well, looks like I'm not really favoured by the manager. I should go. I tend to go on, he should move on. Whether that's a low move or whether it's a permanent move, this guy who is a top, top manager mm. doesn't fancy him. I think he should move on before the window closes. Yeah, I think, think? He, he, I
1: think he will move. Whether it's before the window or not, I think Joe Hart's days at Manchester are numbered. Listen, we can't wait for the Manchester derby in a couple of weeks. That's going to be fascinating. Mourinho versus Pep, attack versus defence, all those things. And today we had two Italian managers squaring off at Vicarage Road when Chelsea finished finished Watford. Spurs season hadn't quite taken off before today. They got off to a decent start after a poor finish last season. And what about the Cooman evolution at Everton? We'll get across all of that after the break on the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick.
2: Yeah, welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. We're going to have a quick scan around other games from today. Antonio Conte is changing Chelsea very quickly. And Diego Costa looks fit, sharp and healthy, Mm. as does Eden Hazard. 2-1 today against Watford. You had a close look at this game.
1: What's going on? Um... Chelsea looked focused. They looked committed. They uh, went a goal down uh, early in the second half to to Kapuwe, but didn't panic. Uh, Conte made a couple of changes, but Chihuahua came on and Seth Fabregas came on and changed the game, better with two strikers on there. Cesc came on for Nemanja Matic, who, as good as he is, when he gets in advanced areas of the pitch, can't quite see the pass that Cesc can see. And they looked a little bit more fluid and... um, Goal from Bachuai coming his first goal for Chelsea. I think more goals are going to come from him. 22 years of age, he's a bit of a beast to yeah. be honest. Rattle the ball with, with another great shot. And then Diego, our man, gets the winner again. Two games now, two winners. He was lucky to stay on the pitch there, Rob, for the second game running. He was on a yellow call, took a dive, took a real dive on the edge of the box, and the referee looked at him, gave the figure, but didn't do anything. I mean, he could have easily had his second yellow and been off the pitch, but he plays on the edge. He's a divisive character but he scored winning goals and he looks leaner and more focused. He looks like the player who came into the Barclays Premier League a couple of years ago and terrorised defenders. It should have been a second yellow card, yes, no question.
2: Absolutely should have been. It was a bad miss by the officials. He should have been sent off, um, but he's looking good again. and mm. I, I'm pretty sure we had this argument many times last season on whether Diego Costa was worth the hassle. I stood up for this yeah, guy to yeah. say, you know what, he is worth mm-hmm. hassle because he got sent yeah, off, retrospective ban, etc., etc. et cetera. He looks Mr. Angry. He wasn't scoring a lot of goals. He is worth the trouble. He is going to cross the line. I know he is a few times, mm-hmm. but I still think he's Chelsea's best uh, player to play up front. And I think he's going to have a big season with Chelsea.
1: Yeah, and they've, they've got that kind of what well, we will not be beaten kind of thing back again, a little bit again. Oscar's putting his foot can in. Hazard looks a little bit can that sharper. continue? Are these players yeah. got it in them? Yeah, listen, not, these, these have been champion players, uh, what, 18 months ago. They they won the title and, and, and showed that they can be resilient and, and got talent and all those things. So, yeah, I, I have absolutely no problem with a manager who's going to drive them like Conte. They ain't going to be too far away. Let's go to uh, Tottenham. Why Tottenham? Tottenham had not had a great start against Everton, and I was a little bit disappointed in them. I thought they'd come back with a little bit more bounce. Needed a win, got a win. 1-0 goal from Victor Wanyama from a set piece. Important 3 points for Paposh in his team Rob as they clear the head and, and look to push on now.
2: Yeah, uh, Vincent Janssen mm. had a great chance to score, didn't yeah. take it. Started up front. But I like the way he started up front 4-4-2. Mm. Four, four, I think a lot it's of people different talking for Puposh, about isn't it? He doesn't really go with it And also different for Harry Kane to have a recognised striker up alongside him. I think he's hungry. I think he charges around. I think he's he's loving being in the Premier League. He needs a goal, of course, Jansen, mm. but I, I like it. You've got wide areas, you've still got Erickson, you've still got Lamella, you had Deli Ali that came into the yeah. game as well to make an impact. Mm. Uh, Spurs, I think, have been a little bit slow starting in this season, and I think m- a lot of people, myself included, yeah. just...
1: Is it a headache? Is it, is it an overspill from last I, I, season? I, wor-
2: I just worry that they're not going to be able to reach the same heights with the, the big boys getting better, mm. and top four being, I think, difficult for them, but this is... It's a good win.
1: Yeah, it's a good win, and I think it'll do them good. I still believe in what I saw at the training ground with my eyes. When we went there, good group of players, good coach, good environment to be working, and I think the future's bright. They've just got to get themselves on a bit of a run and get their confidence back, I think everything will be fine with them. Let's just quickly talk about Palace. Mm. Um, two defeats for them, not the start they'd wanted, and they didn't finish last season that well, Rob. They got to the FA Cup final, but it mastered Paul second half of the season. Big signing. Yeah. Christian Benteke, thirty-plus million dollars for him, difference maker, big-time player.
2: Yeah, I I just think so. I think both of us would have been worried about Crystal Palace's Mm. um, possibilities this season. Yeah, goal output. But this this signing is huge. You
1: sell Balassi, you get Benteke. Uh, Not bad business.
2: I I like Balassi. I wouldn't mm. like to have seen him sold, but we kind of get a sense yeah. that Pardew's not really having no, him. No. But I see End product. Yeah, he wasn't really sure about him. And uh, it's big money. And Benteke... I mean, he guarantees goals, Rob. As yeah. long as he's fit and healthy, he's going to be the number one striker for this football club. I think it's a perfect match yeah, for Palace. Yeah, more suited to this side it's of the club. Great club match. Club of work
1: yeah, around him. I think
2: so. I think so. I, I, we can talk forever about Ben mm. Take and we argued a little bit, I think, when he went to Liverpool. Yeah. I never really felt he was good enough to be a Liverpool player. Technically good enough. I guess Klopp... You know, I didn't think so as well. But for Crystal Palace, Mm. absolutely the right move. And that, for me, makes them a relegation-threatened team
1: to not... Better, to to mid-table. I think they're going to be... Well, they've got to find a way to get him the goals, haven't they? He struggles at Liverpool in the build-up and he didn't look right. It's a little bit more basic, isn't it, at Palace? Balls will come in the box and and he'll deliver them.
2: Um, Wilfred Zaha as well. I think he'll get plenty of service, I really do.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Everton. Things seem a bit brighter at the football club. Roman Cooman's come in, breath of fresh air. Players look like they've been working on the training ground, know what they're doing. Went 1-0 down, West Brom, not an easy place to go. End up winning the game 2-1. Things looking bright for Everton this season. Could could they be one of them dark horse teams who finished 4-8? Yeah, I think so.
2: I, I, I would have, with the squad they had last year, I would have put them in that category anyway. Very disappointing year under Martinez. We know that. We know he lost his job. Um, we liked Ronald Koeman getting the job. I think that was the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, they got him. And there's something different about Everton. Mm. Everton going behind and yeah. grinding yeah. it out, getting a victory. Um, a different system of play. Different players. New signings. Uh, just a Garner that we yeah. didn't really Villa, s- think that flaky. was a, yeah, yeah, but he's look, he looked strong. Um, Deo Lefeu that's versatile, hasn't looked great, to be no. fair, as a striker.
1: His pacing behind is yeah, a threat. But... But,
2: but I think Everton fans have to be encouraged. They know the owner with the mm. money they're going to spend. I think Everton's going in the right direction.
1: Some big news came out after the press conference as well when uh, Ronald Koeman was asked about the future of Romelu Lukaku at the football club and rumours that he would be staying. It was really interesting that Koeman came out very positively and said, yes, that is true. He spoke to me yesterday morning and that he's made the decision himself to stay, not sure about this one, at least one more season in Everton. That's great news for everybody. I love that he's happy to stay. It is great news for Everton, and if they start to bring in and spend that money, not quite sure I like that. I'll give you a year kind of thing, but maybe that's what modern footballers are. I don't to like do. it. I really don't like but, it. But you've got it, in some respects, if you're Everton, you've got a year to show. Romelu Lukaku, his ambitions can be met at the football club. And I haven't got a massive problem with that, but I don't like the I'll do a year kind of line. It makes me think like, hold on, are we doing you a favour here? I'll do you a (laughs) favour and I'll actually, yeah, you know what, I will honour my contract
2: for for another year. Um, I'll give you that and then we'll see. I just don't like that attitude. I don't like sometimes what comes out of his his mouth about his situation well, oh, the I'll decide where I'm going to be I think I've figured out where it is but I'll, I'll but talk But he's a talent Rob
1: sometimes you have to put up with him I them like He's, it. he's, I don't he's like a it. difference maker you, if, if you take him out of the team they're a far poorer team than that and, and that's a modern player we, we all don't like maybe something. things not, but, all, not all modern players are like that No no certainly not but if, if you've got one like that who can score you 20 plus goals what, what are you going to do fall out with him over it or you, do, you, do you have to put up with it and make sure he gets the goals I know what I'd do I'll put my arm around him. and I'll give him the love that he wants... As long as he's banging the goals in the back of that, because he can take, as you say, Everton from a mid-table team to somewhere into Europe be, around the, the, those top four. And it
2: does kind of fit him; it shouldn't, but it does mm. kind of feel like a new signing. Yeah, they've got yeah. A, they've got a, a really proven Premier League goal-scoring striker up front. Ashley Williams is going to come in and make yeah. the back line better, stronger. Yeah. Um,
1: of course, Yannick Bolassi we've Let's talked talk about, about a little bit. About as well, didn't If they go and get Coney from from Sunderland, yeah, all of a sudden I, it starts to look a lot brighter, doesn't it, for this this Everton team who were despondent come the end of the season under Bobby Martinez, as he's now known for his uh, coaching skills. Quickly, before we take a break, just before our, our final break of the day, Hull City, Robbie Musto, oh, crikey. I've got six points from six. They were doomed. The manager left. They signed no players. The, mani- the owner fell out with, with the fans, yet somehow... This spirited team have found two wins in the first two I, games. I, I'm starting to sweat. I, I'm starting it's, to panic. It's Leicester City oh, all over here. We,
2: we, we rubbish. the new we Leicester City. We rubbish off as being have no chance of staying in the uh, league. I think if you well, go you back on ju- tape,
1: <laughs> I had them down in the Champions League in Hull, We Trust. Oh, Mike Feele in am feeling Well, the full
2: effort. marks to the whole city. Full mm. marks to Mike Feeling. Full marks to this group of players yeah. that are totally together and committed and achieving. Brilliant, brilliant Sometimes all
1: through adversity, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Pull this group together. 13 fit pros, six points out of six. Brilliant start. Okay, mate, we're going to take our last break. Then we're going to look at your old mob, Middlesbrough. Come on, Borough. Big Derby against Sunderland. Nervy or confident for your boys, Musty? And then we'll look at West Ham's first Premier League game at the Olympic Stadium. Will it be a happy first day for the Hammers? You're listening to Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football
2: Show on NBC Sports Radio. Okay, Robbie, our last little segment. We're going to look ahead to a couple of games tomorrow. We have Sunderland versus Middlesbrough. Uh, coverage begins at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN, and then after that we have West Ham versus Bournemouth. Take the smile off your my, face, my, your little borough back my, in the Premier my League, little old, old player Sunderland, uh, back up, 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 up on top. Will fly. you
1: be smiling after the game? Is the big question. How confident are you in Karanka and the Borough boys? I got to say, and you're not going to believe me, that I'm
2: kind of, you know, I'm trying to take my Middlesbrough hat off. I think the club have done very good business. I think there's competition for places Mm. from the goalkeeper, Mm. from defenders, Mm. from wide players to central players to strikers. I think in every area of the team, it's been strengthened Mm. with numbers. Mm. We'll see how much quality that is. And we'll see how this team beds in and settles together. Of course, I've been a part of a team that we spent a lot of money on, big-time players back in my day, and Mm. it didn't always go right. So I'm a little bit... Worried about mm. that. But the, the likes of Negredo uh, and Barigan and some of these experienced players look good, good eggs to me, good pros. Mm. I don't think there's going to be any issues in the dressing room. And from, from match day one at the Riverside, I watched it. They were decent going forward, Robbie Earle. There's players I can talk about mm-hmm. and go on and on about it. But I, I got to say, I'm confident the euphoria from promotion, I know, and you know, it lasts. It, and it lasts it, it at Middlesbrough lasts, and yeah. it drives the
1: team forward as to get good results. As long as the run results. keeps going. You, if you're getting results, you then it, then it, it keeps going. It. Yeah, for sure. But we're want one we want match day in. A yeah. draw, at Stoke. Yeah, Let's not get over excited. This is different. This is Sunderland in a hostile environment. It's not... The greatest Sunderland team, but I think and David Moyes they'll be well organised. They'll have a good shape about them. They'll have a threat as Manchester City will see, whether it's just Jermaine Defoe's ability to to run off the back of defenders. So this is a different ta- kind of test now for Borough and, and, and the group. It's a it's a step up. It, it, it's it's an atmosphere that they're going to have to deal with. I I,
2: I could I, I could argue that it's not that much of a step up. Sunderland. There's a team that almost went down last year. Yeah. They've lost a lot of their players from this season. There's injuries. They've got a good manager in David Moyes yeah. who's bringing in players from teams that he used to work at. Yeah, Paddy players Midnair, he knows. Adnan yeah. Januzai, yeah. Donald Love, Stephen
1: Pienaar. Jalopoji is the, the big one, isn't he? He's yeah, have got
2: players. Kabul's not going to play. Mm. Uh, he's left the football club. Kone, I mean, not Kone sure doesn't want to stay on. So, mm. Sunderland have got problems that Middlesbrough, it might not be a better chance... This season to play their northeast rivals away from home, mm. because Sonland, of have, uh, have, uh, you know their squad is stretched.
1: It is, but they're Premier League players, Rob. They've, they've been in the Premier League. They have found a way to stay in there the last four or five years. I know they've had relegation battles, but they're, they're Premier League players, and that, that sometimes can make a difference. I think. I think it's. T- I think it's one of those games where. First goal is, is is big because it will give confidence to one. If Middlesbrough get the first goal, not sure how Sunderland react. If Sunderland get it, they could get it going. Stadium alight and the fans and all that. Mm. You know, th- th- they'll want that 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 reign over T- the derby. Typically tight. Yeah. Typically, typically yeah. tight, tight games.
2: Oh, I just think in terms of Middlesbrough and players that can make a difference. Robbie Earl. Gaston Ramirez, mm. we know a little yeah. bit about him from yeah, Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, He was good last year, yeah, and he completely. was good last weekend. He hit the post, he's got a nice movement, he plays in behind Negredo. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart Downing, of course, 32 now, yeah. but still an influential player. And a left-back that I'm not sure there's any better left backs in the Championship from last year. Yeah, He is a strong Mm. left back, loves to get forward. His combination with Stuart Downing is going to give them a problem. They've
1: got a little bit Uh, of an issue in centre midfield. How old's old's Downing now? What, 45? 32. 32. he's been forever. He was a kid when I was playing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's going to be tight. You're obviously going Borough win. I think Borough, I think they'll get a narrow victory, 1-0, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a draw, I think, in that one. I think 1-1 draw might just be about the cause of the day. Let's quickly turn to the other game on on Sunday, West Ham v Bournemouth. Both lost opening day. Two managers who got a lot of praise last year for what they did, albeit at different ends of the table. Slavin Bilic getting West Ham into Europe, now going to Olympic Stadium. Eddie Howe. we saw I was a little bit disappointed with Bournemouth when they played Manchester United last weekend. Both could do with a win as, as a boost for, for the group. Any chance of second-season syndrome for, for either of these? Eddie Howe coming into the league, slamming billets, is he, you know, doing what he did, like, repeating what he did last season? Yeah,
2: I think, I think that's a good, good shout, second-season syndrome a little bit. I think Bournemouth has spent money on young players mm. to make them better long-term.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just worry there could be a little talent gap initially before those yeah, players yeah, mature. Can, yeah. West Ham United, new stadium. Yeah, Help or hindrance?
1: Hindrance early on. Too much attention about the stadium. <laughs> too much talk. Old oh, memories. Oh, it's not. It's not Upton Park. Oh, we've got to. We've got to do a thing. Running track, track. Running track. From, yeah. from Upton Park. Just too much attention on, on the stadium. They've got to put that all to one side. Concentrate on the football and get themselves going again. But I actually think they might just nick this game. I, I'm just not sure that Bournemouth have got it nailed down. I, no, I disagree. I mm. think Bournemouth. I think they were a little bit. I mean, United
2: destroyed them after going uh, going behind there I think Bournemouth can go there play their
1: football and find a way to win Okay, looking forward to a super Sunday top of the Premier League at the moment two Manchester clubs Chelsea and Hull City on maximum points after two games Right, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes to be able to download all the Two Robbies football shows and you can catch the Two Robbies podcast each and every week. And we'll be streaming live on the NBC Soccer's Facebook Live page. So look in, listen, drop us a line and get involved in the conversation. You can also contact, contact us at the Two Robbies NBC on Twitter. Now just time for us to recognise tweet of the day. That goes to Jan at Trebo who asked, How far in front of... Of Bellerin, does Musa need to be Robbie Musto to make that challenge? Subjective question, great question. You win the tweet of the day, you get to Robbie Scarf. So, direct message is your address, and we'll pop that in the post to you. And last but not least, special thanks to all the good folks at Culver City for all their hard work. Yeah,
2: thanks for listening. Get involved in the show. We'll be back same time, uh, same place, five o'clock Eastern time on NBC Sports Radio to talk more Premier League. Until then, it's good night from me, and it's a good night from him. Good night.